Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Games High School's Football Scoreboard Show. Friday night, under the lights. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Into the 9 o'clock hour on this Friday night. So glad you're with us for the scoreboard show, high school scoreboard show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Sam Crenshaw along with Chris Parker. And like we said, like we promised, we're checking in with some scores. Got Gainesville, the number one team in the state, uh, taking on Lanier tonight. And we got, got Bill Murphy, got Bill Murphy from the Gainesville Times checking in with an update. Bill, how you doing tonight? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, Sam. It's been a complete defensive domination by Gainesville. Not one, but two pick six touchdowns, and it's 28 to nothing at halftime for Gainesville. My goodness, and this is coming off a of bye week, right? Yeah, it's kind of sandwiched in well for them to have possibly the toughest region game right between their two byes. They had a bye last week, and they have a bye again next week. So... I'll tell you, the story, though, is that defensive front. Lanier can run the ball, and Gainesville was just all over it. And there was just nothing they could do about it. They were just physical, went into the line of scrimmage. So if this is the toughest region game, and it's 28 to nothing at halftime, yes. then what must improve to get the team to the 15th game and win? Because that's where they are if this is their plight in the regular season. If there's any area Gainesville needs to improve, is that your question? Yes. Is there any area that they need to get better on over the next four or five games? They need to grow a little bit on their offensive line, but their skilled players are just so good. And Gavin Hall is such a good running back. The kid who moved in from Cuban Christian, it's just he sees a seam a little bit of hole, he's gone. So it's just basic. Our 11 are better than your 11. Wow. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing what's happening up there on the other side of the lake. You guys looking pretty impressive. You able to check in with us and wrap things up a little later on? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, all right. Uh, that's Bill Murphy checking in from the Gainesville Times. They're going to look at Gainesville High School. They're impressive tonight. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with the – when he said this was the toughest game all year and it's 28 to nothing in the middle of the game. Yeah, I, well, the toughest game in the region. They had a pretty tough one with Maris yeah, yeah, yeah. Er, er, but, early on. But that's it's saying that the region I mean, doesn't present a whole lot of – a whole lot of challenges. I mean, I'd say Northside Jackson County will be more games like this, but he has a point. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. they are really good. Yeah. But what you have to work on, Camden County had this run. Remember that a long time ago? Mm-hmm. And you have to get better in these 10 games, even if the outcomes are kind of determined. You know, they're probably going to win these games. Right. And that's what he was saying. But how can you get better? What can we do to be ready so you're not 
not as good as you think you are when you get to that other team that's a lot like you. Sound like this college team over in Athens. Maybe like that. Team. A little yes. bit. You know, what, what do you do each week? You got to just get better when you do run up against the team that you can't just overpower. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we watch for. All right. We got our reporters that are out at games. We're going to check in with Day Day Lewis right now. This is a live sideline report. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game High School Scoreboard Show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker. I'm Damian Dede Lewis live here in Roswell. We've reached halftime, guys, and it's Roswell back on top. 14-13 courtesy of a K.J. Smith touchdown pass to Dylan Williams. But I will say defensively, Blessed Trinity really has kind of kept the Hornets one-dimensional. They've snuffed out their run game this entire first half forcing the Hornets to try to make things happen through the air. And again, they finally do get into the end zone on that Smith to Williams touchdown pass. And they now have the lead 14-13 at the half. I have a feeling we're in store for an exciting second half. And we, of course, will keep you up for the high school scoreboard show with Sam Crenshaw and Chris Parker. I'm Damian Day-Day Lewis on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Day-Day's got a good one, man. And it really started a minute right from the opening. Right, right from game. the jump, 14-13. Two schools right beside each other. Two teams who've both won state championships in the last many years. Teams that are state champ contenders. Man, it's a, and it's probably a region championship game as we speak. As we speak, this is one that's pretty much going to decide it. Unless you said earlier, we're still in the month of September. Yeah. I hate to say it like that. Yeah, but. I feel like we, one of these media people. Do you? Yeah, I'm not a coach anymore. I'm a you media. Been, I'm telling people it's a rubbed, region we, championship. We, You've we, rubbed off on me. We rubbed off on you. But. It is. I mean, yes, could there be upsets? Yeah, but keep in mind the winner of this game can get upset once That's and true. still be the region champ. They, The loser of this game needs the winner to lose twice. That's what becomes – when you're a team That's like right. Roswell Bless Trinity, you're just not going to do that more than likely. Yeah. So the winner – this game, what comes the second half, 14 to 13, we'll see who comes out and wins that second half, but it really can change the trajectory of an entire season. Winning games like this. And you see how many region games you have reminding. You know, it may be like you, your first region. And how many region games you have on your schedule if you only have three or four. Yeah, or, some only have three. Some people aren't in there yet. Yeah. Most of the state is, but probably 20% of the teams are not into their region schedule yet, which means they got four or five teams in the region. It's a very few games. Every one of them really count. Every time there's a less region games, the game's magnified even more. Yeah, that, that, that is simply, absolutely the case. All right, we got Eric Slaughter. Who's out of the game uh, matching two unbeaten teams? Let's check in with Eric. Sports Radio 92.90 game, Friday night high school scoreboard show. This is Eric Slaughter, and it's a beautiful night in Gainesville, Georgia. I'm checking in from North Hall High School at Lynn Cottrell Stadium. We reached the end of the first quarter, and it's the battle of the Titans and the Trojans. And the first quarter goes to the North Oconee Titans. They have a score lead of 11 to 0. Their defense has held the Trojans to negative yardage through two drives. And each time they got the field, they've been into the end zone once and also got a 35-yard field goal for their 8 to nothing lead. The Trojans have a big home field advantage, but they will need to get their offensive going if they can stay in this contest. Once again, you're into the first quarter score. Titans of North Oconee 11, North Hall Trojans 0. Let's go back to the studio, but this is Eric Slaughter from the beautiful home of the Trojans at North Hall High School. All right. He, he seems like he's found some things he likes up there. He probably some nice stuff he's found in the concession stand. Yeah, too. absolutely. Have you ever been to North Hall? I have not. You've never been there? No. That's a fantastic place. A fantastic 
venue. You need to go there. Okay. I'm surprised you hadn't. You you need to make sure you find a way to it's, go it's, to it's one of It's one of the stops I haven't yeah, made. It is a really neat place. It's bricked up all around the school. It's beautiful fields, scoreboard, the whole thing. Really kind of neat environment. The fans are on top of you, no track. Right. Um, yeah, it's one of them neat places to play. really is. Uh, so, Eric's he's he's – Engulfed in the yeah 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 he he, yeah. Seems, he seems to enjoy to do that yeah <laughs> places is, gets to know all the folks in the right yeah. places folks yeah. up in the press box folks at the concession stand yeah he might be calling to play for long yeah <laughs> me. that's Eric Slaughter folks I'll cover that game checking out some more scores some games are going on look at this Newton Grayson game there in the third quarter now Grayson fourteen Newton ten Newton's that team that you always talk about each week somebody that's kind of sneaky good. And they're showing you they're hanging around. They're playing this game at Grayson tonight. Not even sneaky good if they win tonight. Just yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 I mean, they put it on McEachern. Noon's had a really nice start to the season. But what they've done the last few years, now that they're in 7A. Right. And because of their proximity, they're in these Gwinnett regions. They have a, they have a great run to start the year. And then they get into the Gwinnett region and they just can't knock on the door with those teams like Grayson. So they can't get past that four seed or that three seed. You know, the win tonight puts them in a whole different conversation. Yep, yep. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They had to come, had to get things going the back half of the schedule. I think they had to, they knocked off Parkview, I think, mm-hmm. uh, on their way to qualify for the postseason. That was last year. Third quarter scored no score between Mountain View and Tequila. Scoreless in the third quarter. What do you do when you you coaching a game and you in the third quarter and nobody scored? Coach, well, what, what is that like? Well, you usually go over there and um, try to talk to that offensive line a little bit, <laughs> maybe the quarterback. And, but you might be playing really well on defense. I mean, yeah. we got to see Brookwood live in person at the uh, Corky Kell. They were a young offense. They're pretty solid on defense. Archer's probably about the same. So you just don't know by looking at scores. Zero to zero could be really sloppy, horrible football, or it could be actually really, really beautiful. <laughs> Football that yep. both teams' defense are really good, and it's going to take one key play, one nice punt, one nice mm-hmm. punt return. You know, the get it's kind of more of the old school way when you probably first started covering games where you did see more fourteen to sevens, you know, ten to seven, seven nothing type final scores. Right. You know, that's what you're going to get tonight, but it doesn't always mean bad. Sometimes it really does mean bad, but <laughs> but, but, but doesn't always. If mean you're bad. on the sideline and you had no points, you know, you, you're going to have to get better on offense. I mean, you really want to. They go in and then to not joke and give you a real answer. You're looking at what formations have we not run that we can throw at these guys? Is there something we have that can kind of get the ball rolling on first down? That P and ten play that the first play of the possession. Mm-hmm. Can we do we got a halfback pass? Do we got a play action thing we really like? Is there something we can kind of get rolling, get a first down, and try to get another and you know get something going offensively? I can assure you, both teams are thinking that. Are looking for that thing, right? Right, right that looking to it right now. And you at the stage of the season. Where you know, a lot of things you've you've probably done. There's probably still some things in your book you haven't sure, brought out. Sure, maybe some of your favorite plays, but out of a different formation, or it may be a shift or a motion or something that you just think might can get us rolling a little bit. But what if you're a good offensive play caller and you're struggling? What you're trying to do is get to a point where we can keep throwing the different things at them and see what sticks, and then sometimes playing with some pace and okay. some tempo okay. is a good way to get rolling. But here's the problem, Sam. You can't play with pace when you don't get that first, first down. Yeah. So think about how a game goes. Okay. If you go three and eight, throw an incompletion, throw an incompletion, throw an incompletion and punt, it's hard to play with much pace. If you throw a completion 
you get 13 yards. When they're setting the chains, you're sprinting to the line of scrimmage. You're trying to play a little faster. You try and keep that defense on their heels. All those cliches that people say, yeah, they don't work if you don't get the first first down. So what you're really thinking right now as an offensive play caller is, what do we have to get us a first down, so we can play with a little more pace, a little more pep in our step, and get the defense on their heels a little bit. All right, we watch for that. Watch for that. Got some scores. Um, let me see. Got a score here. An update. Got love. Got Whitwood Academy leading Lovejoy twenty-four nothing. That's not a final now. But that game is still going on. Got some third-quarter scores. That was one up. Got a third-quarter score. Riverwood up 13-6 on South Cobb. Also third-quarter score. South Paulding 42. Paulding County nothing. Also third-quarter. Johnson Gainesville 10. Lakeside nothing. They continue to lead in that game. And another third-quarter score. Uh, Rockdale County 7. Forest Park nothing. And those are played in the third quarter. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Kelly Smith down in Henry County. Updates on their games and something that they're getting ready to do in their school district for security purposes at sporting events. You want to stay tuned for this. It's coming up next. It's Friday night. Are you listening to the scoreboard show, the high school scoreboard show? You're on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Friday night, and it's the High School Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. So glad you're with the same Chris show along with Chris Parker. Got Garrett on the other side of the glass who has a big smile on his face because we have a guest who is an alumnus of, of Georgia Southern. Yeah, he had to get it in because, you know, I've worked in Alabama, you've worked in West Georgia. Garrett had to work in Georgia Southern, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's what happened. Everybody can take their shot. I should have come so. in with the Georgia Southern fight song, man. See, come on. see, see, that, there we go. There we go. See, there we go. From the shores of nice. beautiful Eagle Creek. Uh, comes, comes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now oh. you're talking, Garrett. And, Chris, I love you, but have you ever seen that clip from Coach Saban when he talked about Georgia Southern? No, I need to hear I'm about free. this. Go ahead, I'm tell me sure about you, it. Look it up. No, I can't <laughs> talk about it on high school sports. Right now, but I'm going to need you to Google that. Yeah, they did a great job against us that year. They really did. <laughs> great to always spend some time with Kelly Smith, athletic director for Henry County Schools. Uh, you got a school. You have a team that went into the night undefeated. So give us an update on how, how your schools or how your teams are doing tonight. 
Well, um, I tell you, you, you led right off with my undefeated team, and that was the last team I was going to talk to you about. But let's bring them up to the top because, yes, they did come into the night undefeated. Ola High School, 4-0, um, and began their region play tonight. Um, they blanked Warner Robins in the first half, leading 10 to nothing at the half. Um, and, you know, they have been um, shouted out for that unbelievable defense, um, averaging only 8.8 points a game. But Warner Robins made some adjustments at halftime, and the score is now 20-13. to 13. Ola still leads. That's exciting. Ola, been a nice team for several years, but really trying to move into that next group in the playoffs. And it's a big, big game for Coach Causey and Ola if they can finish it off, isn't it? It really is, and, and you know, um, Coach Causey was just named the Coach of the Week, and I think Chris Parker, um, you shouted out um, Coach Technip um, and his defense um, as, as one of the Parker Resources coaches, uh, Assistant Coaches of the Week a few weeks ago. Um, the, the defense is tough, and, um, and now, you know, they're showing us they're putting some points on the board as well, um, holding people. Uh, to the line, and then um, certainly some big wins this season already in their non-region play. Fantastic. Now, you're at a game tonight. What's what's uh, what, what's happening where you are? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I am at Dutchtown, and, um, you know, it's a little slow to the start, which has been kind of the, um, the formula for Dutchtown this year. Um, they led Union Grove 15-3 at the half, but they're coming on strong in the second half. They're leading right now, 27-3. Um, they really have an amazing young quarterback, um, only a sophomore in Michael Johnson. Um, great size overall. They, they just had to dig out of some slow starts that, that have hurt them. Um, but once they start playing all four quarters, this team will be tough to beat. Fantastic. Now, Kelly's at the uh, homecoming game, Dutchtown. Kelly is always, people that don't know her, she is so uh, positive. And I'm watching. I see the picture. But Kelly's got a face. She put, even put the uh, logo on, like on her face. Whoa, my goodness! And wow. I, never, I never did that as an athletic director. So it's just one more thing <laughs> that Kelly's better at than me. I just wanted to point it out. Well, I, I got to tell you my formula because you know in Henry County Schools we have ten high schools and they're five and five in divided in regions and so they're often playing one another. So I spend one half on one sideline and the other half on the other sideline and you know I always have to get in and cheer with the cheerleaders and I really try to be their number one fan when I'm standing on that sideline. One of my favorite things is when we're not playing a Henry County team and I actually get to stand with my team the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, spending time with, with, with Kelly Smith, the athletic director of Henry County Schools. You got some more games tonight? Who else is playing? Oh, oh listen, yeah, there there are a few more games. Um, definitely want to talk about Stockbridge. Um, Stockbridge is, is leading now. Um, oh, I just got an update as well while we're talking. Um, it's 20 to 20, Warner Robins Ola. But um, Stockbridge is um, last update I got was 49 to 0 over Mount Zion. Um, and Coach Clark has really done amazing things with this program, um, beginning to resemble the Tigers of the Kevin Whitley area. Era and yes, I did throw in another Southern Eagle in that comment. Yeah, you, but, you know, um, you know, it just doesn't end, does it? We're, we're so excited about what's going on at the bridge, and 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 not just football. Um, Coach Clark's doing a great job there, but you know their softball team is also leading in the region. So 
super excited about um, sports over at Stockbridge High School. Fantastic. And they don't and they don't shy away from competition. I mean, you know, they they took it to the road early in the season and and played Douglas County really tough and mm-hmm. and Colquitt County. County yeah. Um yeah, before going, you know, on to their big wins um over Doherty and non-region and then their um region game. All right, we got what Eagles Landing they're playing Jones County tonight. That's always a tough place to get a win. I tell you what, there is you know, they tailgate like almost like Alabama. And definitely better than Georgia State. And, um, you know, it is amazing that that environment down there at Jones County. It's tough to go in um, down there, and, and Eagles is, um, is certainly putting up a big fight. They do have points on the board. It's 48-7 um, right now. And, you know, they're under the direction of a new coach, um, Coach Donnie Teamer. Um, he's been associated with the program for a while, but taking the lead this year, and we're starting to see the changes in, in, in that team, and we know that they'll respond to him as time goes on. Um, we also have a, a new head coach um, at Woodland. These seniors have, have seen three coaches in their career. Um, so we, we do look for, for them to have some improvement in the seasons to come. Um, they have put some points on the board and are currently – um, 14 to seven against McDonough, but McDonough is um, taking the lead, and 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 we all know Coach Cofield, Coach Rodney Cofield. If you know him, you love him, and he's doing amazing things there. If you haven't been to a McDonough game and you're able to get there, the excitement in that stadium is there. The crowds are there. It's it's really something to see and, and experience. It is an experience. You know what, Chris? They got they got some of them lights. They got some of them lights. They got some of them lights down there. They, they, do. <laughs> they, they have they have the envy of the district in lights. And you know what? I have an app that I can turn the lights on from my phone. How cool is that? What? Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Whoa. Yes, that's so a cool. lot of power, you know. You that can is, turn them things of off power now. Too, you know? That just shows what I'm they trust you. you. Listen, I just wish I'd had that when I was the athletic director at Union Grove because you know how many times I, I heard a scoreboard was on or lights were left on and I had to go up there and take care of that, um, you know, not from an app. And, and yeah. I think it's worth noting that um, Coach Cofield and all that excitement, that energy over there and, and the great stuff, you know, they were the Fox 5 um, team of the week, high five team of the week a few weeks ago, had the big pep rally and they have two former Georgia Southern Eagles on their staff. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Kelly is really yeah. working. She's today. just really working um, tonight, isn't she? <laughs> Boy, I tell you. If you know her, you know she means it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she really does love That's her right. school. Uh, I just want right. to point out that, you know, I did have one of those apps, but it was after I was just the athletic director. When I was coaching, that would have been dangerous because a few of them games with Cartersville and some of them I might have. Right, turn the lights. You would done like the folks down at at Valdosta, right? Just turn the lights. Like Valdosta Lounge. The minute the game's over, they lose everything. Go off. Go off. Go off. Kelly, we've got a couple more. Yeah, we've got a couple more games. I got a shout out to Luella. Um, Was leading Love It twenty-one fourteen, and the last update I got, um, Love It has has edged them out just a little bit, twenty-two twenty-one. But they're hanging in there, tough. You know, Coach Coleman. Has a young team. He's rebuilding after going to the second round two seasons ago, just falling to a Benedictine, and everybody did that year, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, yep. yeah, hey, yep. And you got one more? And um, we got, yes, Pace is, um, was last date I got, Pace was leading Hampton eight to nothing. Eight to nothing, eight to nothing, scoring that tough, game. Tight game there. Yep. Tight ball game there. You mentioned something to me today that you're going to implement next week. 
uh, as a safety measure, a precautionary measure. Talk about what you're going to do there in Henry County Schools um, and well, how you came up with the idea. Well, I, I'm not taking credit for it. Um, our Board of Education, our leadership in our district um, are always proactive in, in all things we do, trying to be innovative and stay ahead of things. But the one thing that, that I have to give a shout out to our Board of Education and our superintendent about is um, they are passionate about athletics and know the value of athletics on school performance. And um, they just poured tremendous resources into our schools with uh, refurbishing weight rooms, equipment, new scoreboards. And now, keeping up with the support of athletics, we're standing firm in our protection of our competitive environment. And we're going to be utilizing weapons detections beginning with our games on October 6th. Um, Those kids play hard. Those coaches work hard. We want to make sure that when everybody comes to a game, that they are coming to watch a game and that um, we are eliminating any kind of risk that that might impact that game environment. Yeah, fantastic, Kelly, for taking the initiative. I, uh, point out, I, this is a proactive uh, move, uh, right? We, it, it is absolutely proactive. Um, as I said, you know, we – we are. I stay in close communication with um, athletic directors around the state and certainly Metro Atlanta. And, um, you know, after some of the antics of early in the year at other places with um, the silliness of challenges and things like that, we all got together, put our heads together and talked about ways to mitigate um, distractions at games. And, you know, everything from requiring uh, so, you know, students that aren't high school students to have an adult with them coming into the game um, to, you know, some schools have made it to where only their students can attend the game and they have checkpoints for that um, to happen. And we just, you know, we all talked about the things that we can do to control that environment. And we definitely want to stay ahead of that. And in Henry County schools, um, we are not afraid to take the lead. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing this and sharing this with us tonight. Because we did have some of those things around the state, yeah. you know, over the first week. We yes. had some things happen in the metro Atlanta area. Down at Augusta, we had a couple of games. That Maybe we, Savannah. Uh, Savannah had some things happening. I think they had something down in Augusta this week, I think, at a middle school game. So, I mean, you, you had some things that go on. So, obviously, you want people to come out without the fear of thinking things are going to take place. Come out and just enjoy themselves. It's Friday night. You want to come out and have a good time. Absolutely. And some of the other things that we're doing just to keep the focus on the on the game and the play that's going on on the field is, you know, the Georgia High School Association requires the sportsmanship statement be um, read at the games. We're having our student athletes welcome uh, people into the game environment and um, just reiterating the hard work that goes into prepping for those games and asking everyone in attendance to be mindful and cheer for their team and show good sportsmanship. And um, in addition to the student athletes reading the sportsmanship statement. So, you know, we're doing everything we can to make it personal and um, to utilize and leverage that student voice because that's so, so powerful. That's fantastic. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I would say I appreciate Kelly doing this. I know we make jokes and all that, but they do a fantastic job. Of the district athletic directors in the metro area of trying to stay ahead of things. And it's very difficult, Sam, to balance safety and being proactive with measures like this with also wanting to have a great time and encourage everybody to come out and have a good time and 
you know, cheer on your team and be loud. And, you know, it's hard to balance all the things you have to do in these roles. So I commend Kelly and all the others for all the work they're trying to do to make it as fun but also safe for everybody. Yeah, athletic directors are, are an incredible group, incredible group of folks. Now, she's told us about the team tonight. She told us about something that starts next week. I asked her, who's doing some fundraising? Who's got a pancake breakfast tomorrow morning? <laughs> you know, I, I can't speak to any fundraisers, but i got to give a shout-out to my coaches and my kids who are out in our communities and giving back. Um, you know, in athletics, yes, we do fundraisers all the time, and we're always asking, but um, – since the beginning of the season, we've had our kids out reading to elementary schools, opening doors, um, you know, just being a presence in their communities and um, and really engaging the youth because, you know, research will show you if, if we don't engage our youth um, and get them excited about coming to the middle school, coming to the high school, if we don't do that, um, you know, by the time they're in fifth, sixth grade, then, then we lose them. And we certainly don't want to. So we're very proud of our coaches for, for the efforts that they're making out there and, and not asking all the time, but actually giving. Yeah, yeah, that is remarkable, simply remarkable. Kelly, we appreciate you spending some time. I mean, she, she's, on, she's on duty right now. She's working. She's, she's taking, on duty. And she's taking a break. And I too. bet she's going to be in Statesboro tomorrow. You think so? You think so? Maybe. I am part of that sellout crowd that is going to be the power of Paulson tomorrow night oh as we take goodness. on Coastal Carolina. Couldn't be more excited. Hey, but shout out to those Panthers. I'm going to get. I'm going to give you that, Sam Crenshaw. Okay. Because okay. that was an impressive. That was an impressive uh, performance against Coastal. I enjoyed watching that game. Yeah, you, Very Co- physical team. Coastal won't give you any problems. The Panthers are taking care of them. So you guys, Nick, you guys, just, just handle the business tomorrow. Big game coming up here uh, in a few weeks, right? Yeah, on um, Thursday night. Yeah, how about oh, yeah. that? Yeah, my, my man Chad Flat that does the podcast with him, his son goes to George Southern. He's there. He's going to be there with Kelly. I got all the flat kids at my house. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, that's, Quincy, all of them. You know, awesome. Kelly. So that's, it's just, yeah. And I'm so excited. And I'm here with Sam. Yeah, I'm, so I'm here. Well, I'm excited that Sam's going to be down there with me on that Thursday night. So <laughs> I, I'm excited about that. <laughs> Thanks, and, Kelly. As you can see, Garrett is giving you the, the Georgia Southern fight song tonight. <laughs> Kelly Smith, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Always great to hear from you. Hail Southern GATA, and don't you sleep on the south side, Henry County School. All right, all right, folks. Back with more Scoreboard Show on this Friday night. Stay with us. Sports Radio 92. at local school football scoreboard show brought to you by qc kinetics non-surgical solution for chronic pain and mark spain go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing on sports radio 92.9 the game Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and 92.9 The Game.com. It's, it's the high school scoreboard show 
We're nine floors up in our Midtown Atlanta studio. So glad you're with us on this Friday night. We're watching scores roll in. A lot of scores now. Games are going to the third quarter, to the fourth quarter. Got a final here. East Forsyth has beaten East Hall 42-0. East Forsyth is still undefeated. Yeah, congratulations, East Forsyth. Great win. Let me tell you a team I love if I was coaching right now, Sam, and that's Mill Creek. And, you know, one is Mill Creek's undefeated. They're the defending state champs. Yeah. They're 6-0 tonight. They beat Central Winnet 47-7. The other reason I would like them, this game's been over a while. They, they, they were done 20 minutes ago. Listen, these boys run the ball. Yeah. They're going to be the first ones at the Waffle House. <laughs> and that's my kind of group, you know. They're, they're going to be the first ones at that Waffle House in Gwinnett County since we're bringing up Gwinnett so much. Yep. You're not going to beat Mill Creek. They're like the church that lets out first. Yep, yep. They're going to play the game that ends first. Everybody's going to be the first one in line when yeah. it's time to eat. We talked about that Mays Creekside game. That game has gone final now. Creekside 21, Mays 20. Isn't that deja vu? Yeah, it is. Same exact thing from last year. I'm, let me check that, but that may have been the exact same score. It was close to that. Was it something like that? And from that point on, even though Creekside won the game, Mays had a great season from then on, right? Mays caught fire after that night. It was a Monday night game. For some reason, I think we had some weather that came through and some games were 22-21 yeah. last year. How about that? And today was 21-20. 21-20. Right? One point different. And from then on, Mays really plays well. So you look at a Mays team that that night dropped to 1-4. and four. I'm sorry, 2-4. and four. And then won the rest of their games until they got to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Yep. Think that could happen again? And they got on a big roll. That could be something. You talk about that confidence and what you get from a, from a game like that. Banneker is a winner tonight. They've beaten Tri-Cities 20-13, to 13, final score in that game. Let's check in with our reporters for some updates. Let's start with Eric Slaughter. This is a live sideline report. Sports Radio 92.90 game, Friday night high school scoreboard show. This is Eric Slaughter, and it's a beautiful night in Gainesville, Georgia. I'm checking in from North Hall High School at Lynn Cottrell Stadium. We reached the end of the first quarter, and it's the battle of the Titans and the Trojans. And the first quarter goes to the North Oconee Titans. They have a score lead of 11-0. Their defense has held the Trojans to negative yardage through two drives. And each time they got the field, they've been into the end zone once and also got a 35-yard field goal for their 8 to nothing lead. The Trojans have a big home field advantage, but they will need to get their offensive going if they can stay in this contest. Once again, you're into the first quarter score. Titans of North Oconee 11, North Hall Trojans 0. Let's go back to the studio, but this is Eric Slaughter from the beautiful home of the Trojans at North Hall High School. Thanks so much, Eric, for that update from there. Tight ball game there early on. Let's check in now with Day-Day Lewis and see what's happening over in Roswell. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game High School Scoreboard Show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker. I'm Damian Dede Lewis live here at Blessed Trinity. Guys, we've come to the end of the third quarter. Not quite as explosive in this period of play, but Blessed Trinity would find the end zone as Brooks Goodman would connect with Zion McKenzie on a beautiful touchdown pass at the back of the end zone. They'd miss on the extra point attempt, but they hold a 19-14 lead over Roswell. Now, what will be key for Blessed Trinity running back 
Amante Pitts went down late in that third quarter. Not sure of yet if he's going to return. He's on the sidelines, helmet off, kind of doing some jogging. I'll keep you updated on his status. But obviously, with him having well over 100 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown, his impact on this Blessed Trinity offense could be missed. We'll keep you updated as the fourth quarter is now underway. For the High School Scoreboard Show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker, I'm Damian Dede Lewis on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, thanks so much, Day Day, for an update from that game out in Roswell. Looks like it'll be a good one. Yeah. I didn't see how that one shakes out. Really? And taking some scores that are taking place, Peach County is taking on Carver Atlanta. Two teams with not great records, but you know they're good teams. They've been playing tough and unreasoned schedules. Uh, and how these, two, how these two got together tonight, I have no idea. But Peach County is leading 23-7 in the third quarter. I, I wouldn't look past either one of them. Don't let yeah. those records fool you. No. When they get into those region play, yep. Those are non-region games. See, those are the teams we talked about. There's still a few teams not playing region games. They don't see this time of year, Sam. Since there's so few teams not playing region games, you're very limited okay. on who you can play. Right. Right. You got to find another team with a small region like you. So that's where you get the Peachtree, Peach County, Carver type games. Uh, Miller Grove is up 28 to six in the third quarter over at Southwest DeKalb. I think that's homecoming for Miller Grove. Uh, Miller Cedar, Grove having Cedar, a nice Cedar, year. Cedartown and Central Carrollton tied at 14. Mm, that's, I'm game. telling you, that's that's a very likely a region championship game right there. Let me tell you one, Sam. We've been watching a lot. Okay. Ola just scores to go 27 to 20 over Warner Robins. One minute left. Whoa! Wow. Ola 27. Warner Robins 20. One minute left. It's Henry and Gwinnett night, baby. <laughs> big time, big time. Let's the game. see if they can finish it off. All right, all right. Um, we got some other scores here. We got a third quarter score. Trinity Christian seven, Stars Mill three. That's a third quarter score. Also, third quarter, Whitewater 21, Fayette County nothing. Uh, third quarter score, Troop 56, North Clayton 14 uh, in that one. Got a third quarter. Luella is up on Lovett 21 14. We'll keep an eye on that one, um, on that one as well. Woodward Academy defeats Lovejoy tonight 31 to 7. Woodward Academy moves to four and two. It's a region game. Woodward Academy is really good. Don't let those two losses fool you. Not at all. Not at all. They are quite a good team. We're going to watch for them as we get uh, down into the season. Here we got a third quarter score. Decatur and Tucker tied at 21. Mm. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that one and see where that's, we're at. That's a game with some big implications. Region game. You know, that's a region game. As two teams are going to be battling, even if it's not for the region championship, Sam, if they're battling for second or third place or third or fourth place, the same rules apply. The winner of the game tonight basically has a two-game lead over the one that didn't win. And Decatur and Tucker, great example. Same region, both going to be about the same seed in the playoffs. The winner of this game tonight is going to be the difference. How about a third-quarter score where Dalton leads Hiram 24-21? Whoa. That's going to be a close one. Uh, Banneker wins tonight over Tri-Cities 20-13. to uh, Several, several interesting scores. Westminster beat Holy Innocence. Holy Innocence first loss of the year, 9-3. to Now, that's another one, Waffle House Whoa. game. First one's to the Waffle House. That I know, that's right. 9-3, to baby. Were there any forward passes in that game at all? Yeah, like. They just ran it the whole time. But the win. That's what you're looking Westminster for. Westminster with the win. What you're looking for. Whitfield Academy uh, is up on Brookstone. It's the fourth quarter score, 23-6. to six. Uh, Whitfield is in the lead in that game. Got Kings Academy, 25-21 leaders over Walker. That's the third quarter score uh, in that game. 
Way down in South Georgia, Colquitt County up 49-9 over Lincoln from Florida. I heard Lincoln was actually good. So, man, Colquitt County but, but a little Colquitt, bit Colquitt is, is quite good. They're good, too. Fourth yeah. quarter score, North Springs on Northview. North Springs 21, Northview 6. North Bowl. Fourth quarter. Yeah. The North Bowl. Yeah. But that's that's what you got. You got to be a North in order to play in that one. <laughs> Fourth quarter, Mount Zion Carrollton up uh, 21-14 over Mount Pisgah Christian. You got that one. Let's see. Elbert County's a winner. They beat Mount Vernon 45-40. Final score, Elbert County is a winner. Congratulations to Elbert County. Oconee's over Hebron 28-14 going to the fourth quarter. Uh, look at this Carsville and Calhoun game. Okay, we've been talking about it a little bit. Calhoun jumps off to a 17-0 lead, right? Now, little little drama, Sam, 17-14, two minutes left in the game. Wow. Two minutes. Cartersville got the ball. Mm. Midfield. I'm. We got, we got some drama. Got, got, got some got, drama. Got a little drama working in this one. We'll watch and see what happens with this one. Of course, you know, Cartersville's bound to come back in this one. And Carter and Calhoun's just trying to hang on here. The clock's running down. Third quarter score, we got Cherokee Bluff is up 28-9 to nine on Cedar Shoals. I'll tell you another game I'm watching, Sam, that is, uh, I'm intrigued by is Walton is beating North Paulding 23-14 to 14 in the, late in the third quarter. But this North Paulding, t- you know, nobody's played with these boys from Walton. Yeah. They're averaging yeah. 58 points a game. Nobody, and by nobody, I mean Grayson, and I mean teams that are really, really talented. And North Paulding, you know, it's still a nine-point lead for Walton. They're probably controlling the game as far as winning it. Yeah. But they're not able to put the team away like they have the first five weeks. Uh, does that say something about Walton, or does it say that North Paulding is sneaky good? They might say North Paulding is sneaky good. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see the way that one, the way that one's playing out. Got some third-quarter scores. First, Presbyterians up 14-6 on Commerce in that game. Also, third-quarter, Hart County's up on Franklin County 20-7. Uh, fourth quarter score, Oconee County's up 29-14 over Hebron Christian. That might be getting close uh, to finishing there. Stevens County undefeated. Uh, they're taking on Monroe area tonight. They're up 31-7. That is a fourth quarter score uh, in, that, in that game. Man, Cartersville just scores. Looks like Cartersville scores, and maybe there's a flag. Um, oh, a flag. How about this, Sam? We got a little drama here, like a movie. So Cartersville <laughs> scores. But there's a flag on the play. Oh, we're watching that one. It's halftime. Holding. Really? Holding. Holding. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be coming back. We'll watch that one. Uh, Rock Mart is up over Model. That's an early score, though. It's got to be updated from that. That's the second quarter score on that one. Uh, Raven County's over Fellowship Christian. I think Raven was down for a while in this game. They're leading now fourth quarter, 35-21. Uh, Raven is leading in that game. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> this – uh. This Cartersville and Calhoun game is wild, man, when these teams ought to play every week. Last year, you know, they played about a three or four overtime battle, 50 to 48. Now, mm. this game with penalties and everything, it's going to be a great one. One minute and 37 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Cartersville, 14. Calhoun, 17. Calhoun leading, but there's a minute 37 left, and Cartersville has the ball on the 12-yard line. We're going to keep an eye on that one. Sly County continues to roll. They beat Chattahoochee County 56-7. Jeff Sintel will join us next hour as he stopped by to check on a future Georgia Bulldog that was playing this game. It's kind of convenient because that's on your way toward Auburn where he's going tomorrow for Georgia and Auburn. So Jeff Sintel is coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. You stay with us for more updates 
more final scores and more coaches and more interviews when you stay with us on the Scoreboard Show, your high school scoreboard show here at Sports Radio 92.9thegame.com.